Hi, welcome to Rockle and Russell's YouTube review. Each week we'll be setting each other challenges uh, on YouTube and finding videos for hopefully your entertainment. Hope you enjoy this current episode. Uh, yeah, uh, um, right. So that's a better way of opening it, maybe. I'll just edit all that out as well. <laughs> uh, how's your um? How long has it been? A couple of weeks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. um, yeah. It feels like it's definitely more than a week. It was that was it a Thursday night we managed the previous time. So yeah, it must be. I, I don't know. I, I feels like feels like two weeks. Rushed to get it out on the um. Gonna say. So what have you done in these uh, two weeks? Anything exciting? I've been going to Manchester and back. That's about all I know. Yeah, I went in the classic football shirts shop. Oh I yeah. There. I've yeah. never. Is it awesome or is it? Yeah, it's good. I mean, they do, um, they they must do most of their business online, so the shop oh, is okay. like a little bit, just almost like a, a little mini museum, I suppose, just oh, to right. kind of the profile. I actually wanted to go to the National Football Museum. Mm. It's up there because I've heard that that's really good. Yeah, a lot of interactive stuff. I think lots of like football challenges yeah. and stuff, and yeah, I, I think um, that looks good as well. But could, to get like reasonably priced train tickets, I had to like nominate the trains I was going to be on. Oh, okay. And the thing that I was doing technically shouldn't have taken that long, mm. but I didn't want to kind of only give myself a couple of hours there in case it took longer than expected. So I, I booked the trains a long way apart, yeah. knowing that I'd, I'd have potentially have a lot of spare time. But then the worst possible scenario, the person I was meeting was late, but not late enough for me to go to that museum oh, and have okay. a round and then come back. I had to kind of mill around waiting for her. Mm. And then by the time we, I'd done what I needed to do on the site, there wasn't yeah. enough time to go there before my train was leaving. So, hmm. but on the way back to the station, I walked past the Dean's Gate where that shop is and popped in and had a look. And they've they've got like nice stuff in there for sale. They've got they, they've got like some decent stuff on a kind of you know twenty five pounds and under wrap. Hmm. I nearly bought a um, Las Palmas, you know, Canary Islands yeah shirt, the white Hummel. So it had like the ar yeah. the chevron arrows on the sleeve Hummel here and the Las Palmas badge there, but it was just. Uh, just it was just plain white the rest of it so quite sort of classic no sponsor or anything mm. I think they're two massively underrated football shirt makers are uh, Hummel and Admiral I think they're I don't think they've ever released a bad shirt uh, I was just no, looking I, at Everton shirt they made they have sponsored by Hummel this year or not sponsored yeah do you reckon it's a little bit of it is because it's a few reasons with Hummel nostalgic because of some of the old kits that it was on years ago yeah and it's also because it's not overused now it's like a a nice light when yeah, you see it like it's a, a bit like, oh it's a bit something a bit different mm. um, I think old humble kit but I associate humble kits with like those spurs in the late 80s and early 90s that puts me off everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, they, they had that kind of template that they're called didn't they that more than one team use so the famous yeah. Denmark the Denmark half and half thing oh yeah that I think Villa used as well at one point yeah and uh, Southampton I think have used that half and half yeah, Hummel uh, as well Draper point. Draper tools. Yeah, I'll probably end up buying all three of them <laughs> this week. Yeah. When when I was in there though, they have like they've got like the kind of legends room where they've got what people would refer to as the you know yeah. the all-time classics up on the wall. And uh, they're but they're like they, they're almost like um exhibition pieces, but they have got price mm. tags on them, like they are for sale, like 250 quid. Oh wow, what a like shirt. Maradona Argentina or is yeah, it that's like in LA. Pele yellow. The Steve Hodge. Pen. The Steve Hodge uh, with yeah. his top off. I had a, I played golf Saturday morning and then I had, the postman came and I had three shirts delivered. 
and uh, my father-in-law was round. And as I was opening them, I could just see on his face, like, what, why have you got that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would give you a hundred guesses, you wouldn't get it. But I got the Man City third kit, the white one, because it's got like the, the numberings did like digital. So I quite liked it. So yeah. I got a Foden 47 on that. I got a West Ham away of like Declan Rice 41, I think he is, which I quite like. Because I, I play football on a Wednesday and you're either on the black team or the white team. So obviously I've had to buy 7,000 football shirts. <laughs> and uh, the other one, I got a, a, a Brentford Ivan Tony shirt. I don't know why. I liked it <laughs> at the time. I thought, that's a nice shirt. I should I get on the back, Tony? Okay, there it is. I don't know. I'm just a, like a hoarder. But I, like, I used to have loads and loads of wrestling figures and I've kind of got rid of most of them now. And then I just started buying trainers and football shirts. The top person. Yeah. Just like I just yeah. Um, I didn't buy anything. I didn't buy anything in the end in that shop. Mm. I, ne- I nearly did, but then I, I've, I have, I've kind of splashed out on a few sort of old eBay things. Well, you've seen yeah. that, that Umbro drill top came today, which is nice. Oh, awesome! Do you remember that shop in London? It was like Soccer World, and it had just oh, like yeah. a whole wall of boots, like yeah. amazing. And like you know, you had the choice of about fifty different types of shin pad. And it was oh, just my favourite shop. Every time I went to London, we went there, kind of thing. When like, growing up. I never had like nice football boots because my dad used to get, always get them from KC Soccer on Stevenage Indoor Market. But he would tell me like, oh, David Rocastle wears these. And I'd be like, oh, right. That, yeah, not to play football in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these Jean-Pierre <laughs> Papin Patrick boots that were £23. Yeah, that would be, uh, that's exe- exactly what David Rocastle wears. But, what do you, um, like from, from back then, so like what yeah. we would refer to as like the kind of heyday for like 90s football, mm. like a lot of the brands were worn by a lot of people, but I find like high tech synonymous with Paul Merson. Yeah, Paul Merson, Dennis uh, Wise had high tech, yeah. Mm. Uh, Quasar for Matt Letizia. Yeah, that was an odd choice. They were terrible oh, no, boots no, was it Quasar well. or Lotto? Um, I like Lotto. No, Lotto boots were worn by quite a lot of people. George Weyer used to wear Lotto. Um, yeah. A lot of the Italian like... I think this the train station outside the San, San Siro is still the Lotto train station. It's still called. Cool. Oh, right. So um, it must have been Quasar then. Matt yeah, then. I think it was Quasar. I remember Gareth Southgate. Do you remember his sp- uh, sponsorship? Oh, no, Pizza <laughs> uh, Ball boy shoes. Ball boy shoes <laughs> are what you need. Get the power <laughs> on your feet. Do you remember that at all? I do that. I recognise that song, but I, yeah. I wouldn't have placed it. No. <laughs> it's good because these things I haven't dreamt. So that's good. <laughs> but yeah, he had a ball boy sponsorship. But I think that meant he just wore, like, did those crappy adverts. I don't think he wore them in games. But yeah. But Gareth Southgate, <laughs> most capped England player from Hertfordshire. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Represented England this week um, in a golf tournament against Wales in a kind of. I told people I was selected to play for England. But basically, about the golf club I play at is in Wales, and they made this thing of like England versus Wales before the rugby, and then everyone watches the rugby. And then I think they, England was short, <laughs> so I got, <laughs> got called up. And then me and the chairman, who's Irish, Alan, who's like the best bloke I've, I've met since I've been here. Um, he, um, we beat the club champions, and uh, we were kind of as we went, into, it went round the clubhouse rather quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people coming up to me going, so so you've got a 21 handicap, have you? And you're um, putting it over the lake on five. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll put my cards in. <laughs> Can't really do much more than that. Uh-huh. Like um, this week I've done some training for like mental health and sport and stuff. And uh, hopefully through the club, I'm going to start helping out with some kind of mental oh, health right. coaching and stuff. And I don't know, something like, like, I always think what would be good for me 
and then think, oh, that'd be good for everyone. But <laughs> I've done some training and I've offered it out. And if they say no, they say no. But it's, uh, uh, I think it's such a good thing for like mental health golf, even if you're like swearing because you played a bad shot. You know, like I can take, well, I'm getting better, but still can take 95 shots in a round. But if I hit three good shots in that at 95, I think oh, it's worth playing again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And during that I suppose, time, yeah, you do it once, you think, right, I am capable of that. It's yeah. just right, whether I can do it a few times. Yeah, I can birdie every hole at, at Monmouth, but never in a row. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not sure my personality is suited to golf. I, I think that I, I just, I don't know. There's things about it. Like, I like tar, I like target things. Like I like yeah. throwing things at targets. So I like sort of darts and mm. throwing things into bins and mm. yeah. stuff like that. That's not yeah. a sport yet, is it? Not yet. Um, but like, I know what you mean. Like, I'm fully confident from laying on the sofa that I can hit the bin next to the <laughs> with anything yeah. that's in my hand. You know, uh, any any rubbish will be going in the the coal bucket rather than on the floor. Uh, but yeah, I think you'd probably suit golf. But then. I don't know. I think you've got to start a bit earlier to kind of, but then there's people at my golf club that have got like a 50 handicap and they go around yeah. in 120 and it's just to get out and meet people <laughs> and walk around and enjoy the scenery more than anything. Yeah. But, I think yeah. I was a bit, um, I was a bit lazy and a bit of a telly addict when I was a kid. So yeah. I didn't like, I didn't play football. I never went, I never went through like the Panzanger football system. Right. And then there was always a little bit of like, Oh, it's too late now. Like one of those, like, like everyone else mm. plays. I, I wouldn't get in the team. I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't do it. I, we, you know, you know like those, um, <laughs> those caricatures that people uh, draw of you, like on holiday. Yeah. In, or or in like Leicester Square and places like that. Yeah, sure. I remember telling Emma her really laughing that when when we I think when we first moved to Portugal, they there was one of them. And we were walking through the town, and me and my brother sat down to have those caricatures painted of it. And mm. like it was, I think, just charcoal. Yeah. And they said, oh, what do you uh, what do you like doing to my brother? And he said, playing football. So they drew him like the big head with a little body kicking a football. And then they said yeah. to me, and, and you? And I just said, oh, I don't know. Uh, watching watching telly. They said, nothing, football, swimming, you know. <laughs> uh, no, just watching telly. I like watching telly. And I think the bloke was taking the piss because when... <laughs> When uh, he gave the drawing back, he'd yeah. drawn me, sat down in like a proper like old man's chair <laughs> with like those checkered slippers on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, for, like a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Which at the time I just thought, oh, that's pretty good. And like he'd drawn like a, like an old-fashioned like TV set there with me watching yeah. it. And it was, only, it was only when I kind of thought back to it when I was a bit older, I was thinking, hang on a minute, he had me wearing them old granddad slippers. He was taking a piss. Yeah, like <laughs> Fraser's dad. Yeah, I went to London... Um week before last and we crammed in a load of like uh touristy things stuff we'd never done so we went to church the churchill's war rooms and uh went around the tower of london have you been around the tower of london ever not that i remember like not in recent years uh, so if i might have been taken there on like a school trip or something when i was younger mm. um well i recommend it as an adult going um because the yeomen who show you around are like better than most stand-up comedians i've ever seen and oh, they, right. they do it a lot of the time and they're a bit cockney and a bit woo, a bit bosh geezer but they're like really really funny he did this joke right it's it was brilliant he was like uh, why are we called beef eaters he goes well, as soon as i came in oh someone always asked me why are you called beef eaters and um the guy said to me he needed the toilet so i said oh wait a minute i'll tell it at the end and then we, we can tell everyone and he's actually still here now actually it was like you know a good half hour he's been with us 
And he goes, oh, yeah, he's over there, like busted for a week. And so he asked me, why are we called Beef Eater? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you, tell you the answer that I tell everyone. I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Went to see Six the Musical. If you, um, we, yeah, we, we spoke we about that. it. Yeah, we saw it fairly, fairly recently, like, you know, yeah, I thought um, it's, back in last year. I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was all right. I thought it was good. I, I, um, I think a lot of the time, like with stuff like that, we said before, I wouldn't. It's not something that I would seek out and think to yeah. go and. Look, but then going with Emma, like the, the halfway through it, I was thinking, oh, she's going to love this. I think just the kind of difference of it being like a, yeah. a female thing, but there's the the added kind of you know girl power element of it for for women watching it. I thought it was yeah, I thought it was good, but I wasn't like I could tell at the end that Emma sort of really, really liked it. I would uh, love to be rich enough to go to these things without people around me. Yeah, <laughs> I just fucking hate the general public now. There was like a, <laughs> a school group which were too loud and they were dancing around too much, and a woman too away from me kept checking emails on her phone, which really pissed me oh. off. And then someone's Jeez. phone rang a couple of couple of rows behind me, and I thought that's pissed me off as well. And um, I just get so wound up by stupid things. And then we went to the zoo, right? <laughs> On Bristol Zoo, which is closing down soon, sadly. And um, I'd sponsored a, a red panda for Zoe for Christmas. And so we went to see like the plaque and stuff with Zoe's name on it. And like, um, there's like bats, which like, there's one hanging right by the window you can look through. So I was kind of getting quite close to it, looking at, looking at it, telling Zoe uninteresting facts about animals, which I try and do every time. Uh, saying them loud enough so I look clever to people around me <laughs> and then, then like a kid just got on the kind of shelf like the windowsill and was just kind of walking along it and like getting in my way and um he was touching the glass which you're not allowed to do and uh, he, you know, he was uh, telling his mum that he was starving he hadn't eaten since breakfast and it was like probably half 10 and I just thought oh, I fucking hate that kid <laughs> 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 I just I said to Zoe, you know, you, you kind of go, our child, if we have one, will not be anything like that. No. <laughs> like, uh, he looked sticky and obnoxious. <laughs> when Could you have pushed him in? No, because it was like glass, but then he was uh, standing on, knocking on a window, like winding up different animals. I just had to get away from him. I just couldn't stand it. You know, when you're looking at the parent, like, I'd love to say something, but there's no way the parent of this child would do anything other than shout that shout at me <laughs> no i remember when me and emma went when there was kind of partial lockdown laws yeah. removed in kind of the, the first sort of summer after that um and we went to chessington with dolly right for the day so all the rides were closed and everything but it was opened as the zoo part of it so you could kind of walk okay. around the ground walking and out of the zoo bits and we got to like where the big like gorilla enclosure was or the big silverbacks were they were kind of close to the glass in a yeah. good viewing position and we got there and the people that were stood at the glass looking at stayed there the whole time they were close to the glass wow. while a queue of other people just got longer and longer and longer behind them mm. and then when the gorillas left the people left as well and oh, i just right. thought yeah. like, some awareness that there's other people wanting to sort of have a look yeah. you know stop stop for a minute keep moving they just they just they literally just they they sat there as if it was like well we got here first these are our seats yeah selfish as fucking and it no one else can see anything and then they're like all mm. oh, right they've got like the gorillas have gone now we'll we'll go yeah but they're not me and you are conscious of stuff like that and i think oh i've i'm in the way of other people now i'll yeah. move out of the way and it annoys me that people aren't like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah uh but yeah we had a nice day yeah, it's fine um 
we went to this um, place in Shoreditch that had bottomless bao. Okay, so you know, like Korean bao buns. Yeah. Uh, basically, they gave you one and then asked you what you'd like as your next one, and you you're allowed to be there for an hour. <laughs> and uh, right. I. I don't think I will ever eat a bow again. <laughs> it was it was getting to a stage of, yeah, this is stupid. I was having like, I'll have, I'll try the tofu one. And I had to have a bite and go, yeah, I still don't like tofu. I don't know why. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I but yeah, um, very yeah. opulent. If you didn't like them, could you just throw them away? Go, bring me another one. <laughs> bring me, bring me another Korean fried chicken one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, what I was thinking when when you said those. I was thinking that's got to be the the. The first choice in it, that. yeah, Korean fried chicken, and there was like a pork and kimchi. Oh, it was amazing, and the quality of it yeah. was good. It wasn't like I was expecting to be like a steam tray, which you went over and kind of helped yourself, like a buffet. But they were all freshly done by this, and we were kind of, I don't know, yeah, London's pretty empty at the moment, like if yeah. tour, touristy wise. So <laughs> if you, we were kind of what two of about ten people in the whole place, and it could have held like a hundred. And we kind of had our own personal chef for the kind of while we was whilst we were in there. It was amazing. I, I'd go there again, but I probably wouldn't eat bow. <laughs> it's hard because I, I mean we have we have runs of like busyness where I'll yeah. be in London all like every day of the week for for two three weeks on end. Sometimes it's quite hard to be when you're yeah. there around places when you're walking past places like that all day mm. to not to not end up like financially and diet. Mm it's hard yeah. to not sort of lapse into having stuff like that every day, like really hard to sort of walk past and just go, no, I'm going to go and get a, a, a meal deal from Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever been to um, Crouch End? Yes. Only, is there a cinema there? Um, yeah, Crouch End Cinema. I yeah. said like an underground comedy club there, which a lot of big comedians go to to try out their stuff and st- things. Right. So I went there once and um, they said, oh, we've got a little surprise. And Dave Gorman came in and did like an hour. And it was yeah. like, uh, like before we went on tour kind of thing. And um, there's a restaurant in Crouch End called Banners, which do like a fusion food, but a lot of it's Jamaican, Carib- Caribbean food. And um, the first time I went in there with the girl I was dating at the time, um, Simon Pegg was in there. And I said to the waitress, what did Simon Pegg order? And she said the jerk chicken. And I had the jerk chicken and it was the best thing I've ever eaten. And I must have been there 20 times now. And I've only ever had the jerk chicken because I'm worried. <laughs> If I try something else, like I won't like it as much as I liked that jerk chicken. So yeah, <laughs> um, and I think it's famous for like Bob Dylan used to go in there when he lived in London, and, yeah, stuff, right. so, and they make a big deal out of it. Should, should we start this episode? <laughs> 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 Series two, episode ten. It was a little bit wishy washy. This kind of what we're going to talk about today. It's kind of when you open your phone or your laptop and you go on YouTube, the algorithms kick in, and there's a load of videos kind of like for you aren't they um so yeah. we've picked two of them each and uh i've just picked ones that are under 40 minutes basically <laughs> so my both ones are kind of a couple of minutes um and yours are the same but like you said what what's the other videos you kind of watch mark on youtube that I, <laughs> you haven't picked today what the one the one that i said that came up that video of a, a vionetta factory shout out <laughs> <Vionetta>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've seen the same video. That's how much I'm on YouTube. But yeah, so very that, therapeutic. Yeah, there's kind of lots of like compilations of people doing their job well or satisfactory machinery and stuff, satisfying yeah. machinery. So Vianetta's made all by machine. Does it get yeah. d- d- like done as a massive one and then cut up? <laughs> I remember it was just the kind of yeah, like the 
the ice yeah. cream coming out and just laying itself down in those ribbons and, and layering up. Uh, yeah. yeah, a big long one and then just chop, chop, chop. Yeah. I don't know how long. But, um, yeah. Would you, what's your favourite Vionetta? Would you be happy to sit at the end and have it slowly piled into your face? I think. Yeah, that's, I'm just picturing that would be something like that Homer Simpson would, yeah. would, would, would be in The Simpsons. Uh, I think classic, yeah, like mint, mint and stuff like that is nice, but I think the, the usual rule that I use for a lot of things like this is if you could choose one now that you have, that you, you can't have any of the others again. Yeah. I think, yeah, the vanilla classic one, I think would be the one that you'd miss the most. <laughs> but like, as, 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 a, as a kid. This is great. It was two minutes ago that you said, shall we start talking about <laughs> Oh, fuck it. Right. As a kid, though, wasn't Vianetta like the epitome of treat? after dinner and it was very rarely like you had Vianetta at home and uh, it was like my mum had a bread knife and it was the width of that bread knife you could have a bit and now I like as an adult I'll go through Tesco and think they're like 99p (laughs) I'll just have one of them for tea yeah (laughs) I remember um I remember in Portugal once Christian having uh like a caramel one we were out somewhere yeah and um I think it had nut in it. Oh. Made him sick. And um, we lived in a like apartment with a tiled floor, and then he was sick all over the tiled floor. Did it? Was and it in a wave? Then... <laughs> <laughs> I think the videos I watched most on YouTube, which I didn't pick, that they kind of showed like, why not watch this video? Was people cleaning swimming pools, love an upkeep of a foot, uh, swimming pool, and uh, people unblocking drains. Like it started for me as this guy in America who uh, goes to like flooded culverts, you know, those pipes that go under roads. Yeah. Clears that and that's great. And the water goes off. And I don't know why, but I really enjoy that. And that's led me to watch people cleaning out like, like shit out of pipes in the street kind of thing. Like, yeah, I've seen a couple of them, I think. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden the water just goes. Yeah. Yeah. They're so satisfying. And I watch a lot of them. Like especially when I'm going to bed and I can't sleep, I think oh, I'll just watch watch him unplug a culvert, unplug a culvert for forty minutes. <laughs> I'll get on with my life. Uh, yeah, um, and the pool guy is really good. And me and Zoe went on a walk, and I started. I got a big stick and I've started poking away at drains and things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just Zoe kind of looking back at me like, "What are you doing?" Well, I, I, you don't, you don't like keep your eye out for a stick on each individual walk you've got one that you take out with you yeah, um, i may i may look for appropriate sticks on route <laughs> and like uh, if obviously with like recent flooding and stuff like there's loads of like big puddles and things and i'm like oh that's good i'll get a i've got a litter pick which i kind of i was going to go around the community picking up litter and i've, I've decided to get yeah. it now uh but yeah I thought, oh, litter pick's really good for it <laughs> but yeah so I don't know why, but I like uh, if there is a puddle. When we went um, to Scotland and we were walking around, like it was a really rainy day. If there was a puddle that wasn't draining properly, I was in charge of getting that water where it's supposed to be going. And there's something incredibly satisfying about doing that. I don't know why. Yeah, no. When we go to like um, like parks in the summer with Dolly, where you've got like you know sand pit with water of some description. Yeah. If you if you create if you dig a little bit of sand out and you create a route. Yeah that the water then takes you feel there's a god thing about it I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe i like the yeah. kind of the, like the it, like you know people are like a lot of blokes are growing big beards at the moment or like <laughs> in the last couple of years yeah and, and it's 
I kind of I didn't understand it because I don't I don't like that. I think it, people look silly with those big beards unless you're an old bloke who likes like World of Warcraft or something. And C sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but it's uh, the, the, they went into the psychology of it, and it's like the one thing that women can't do probably is grow a big beard. So men do that as a this is our last stand. This is our last <laughs> kind of like. I just thought tell I that like, to the woman I was speaking to at the Lego show. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, probably cannot. I could probably answer this for you, and the answer would be no. But uh, do you subscribe to any other two YouTubers at all? No. <laughs> I completely cut out all news um like from my phone and from I don't watch it on telly and I think it's for like I don't know I'm prattling on about mental health a lot but I think it's one of the best things for mental health is not watching the news <laughs> and um like if it comes on the radio or something I'm fine with that but especially at the moment um I'll just come it just makes you sad I think and I think there's no point to that and I think yeah. you almost feel helpless of what you can and can't do in the world. And, you know, I feel sorry for everyone in, who's going through the thing at the moment. But Yeah, so I, I, I kind of made a donation last week because mm. um, when everything sort of kicked off in the news, I sort of thought to myself, I'm sure one of the guys a while ago at work told me that uh, the subcontractors that do a lot of work for us at the moment are from Ukraine. All right. So I, I messaged one of them. I said, what, what nationality are you guys? And he, he replied and said, Romanian, why? Mm. And I said, oh, you're no, fired. No, I yeah. <laughs> I said, like, I said, oh, never mind. I said, I remember Dom, Dom mentioned to me like a year ago, and I'm sure he referred to one of you being Ukrainian. I was just, you know, yeah. going to check in and see that you're okay. And he actually then replied and said, no, you're correct. He, he did say that. We're born and raised in Ukraine, but we're Romanian citizens. Okay. But I think when I asked him when he was what nationality he was, he thought I was maybe having to kind of mm. fill out some sort of paperwork for some site they're going to. Yeah. So they declare themselves as Romanians for that reason. And when I when I sort of said that um, I remembered Ukraine, and he said, "Yeah, you remember correctly." So I sort of said, "Is you know, is let, let yeah. me know if anybody needs any time, if they've got any family concerns or worries or anything like, just let yeah. me know. You need a bit of time to yourself." And he said, "No, we're all fine um, to carry on working." Our We've still got families there. They're saying it's scary. They don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then I just I just said to him, like, can you send me a, have you got like a link or anything you can send me that I can share around our guys in the office for like donations? And he sent me one. Mm. Initially, there was like a, a bit on it to translate it into English. But when you had, when you actually then tried to follow the link to make yeah. a donation, like my, yeah, my, I, I was struggling to kind of navigate my way around the page. So I just kind of looked at alternatives and the, yeah. like the you know, the Ukrainian Red Cross was mm. one of the other ones. So I just, I just did that in the end and yeah. just said to him. Well, uh, we can do our bit through this and I'll stick a link on um, our descriptions as well. Yes. And you can donate and, you know, well, fair play to you if you do. Um, I was talking to uh, Zoe the other day and I've got such a blinkered world view. Like, I think they went to someone in the Ukraine and his job was like a web designer. And they were talking to him and interviewing him. And I just thought it, I, to myself, I don't associate jobs like that with like other countries. No, <laughs> I, just, I know yeah, what you mean. I yeah. And um, like my uh, girl I was working with um, moved back to Estonia and she said, oh, well, I'm going to go back into interior designing. I'm like, I've, I, I went to say, what do you have interior designers in Estonia? But then think that's really terrible and probably racist. <laughs> what I'm saying. 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose growing up as a British person, your early memories are, are kind of set in place. Yeah. From your travels abroad, you, you would only ever really associate tourism as the only industry, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of get away from that as you get older and and, mm. and until you start going to you know broadening your horizons and yeah, going definitely. to like city breaks and places like that where you're where you're in and amongst people who are going to work for the day. Because mm. for so many years you would see ice cream sellers, yeah, uh, the people who do the 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 banana boat. Yeah, uh, I think through television it's like most Eastern European countries are represented really badly as well. Like uh, yeah, if you think about Romania. You probably think more about like Annika Rice building a like a uh, orphanage than you would about you know people who work in the city where they have their own stock exchange or something. Let's go to something not so serious. <laughs> it takes a village. A lot of people don't understand the sacrifices that go into being a professional athlete. This is just honoring them. You know what I mean? It's just honoring the people that help. One leg at three. Ten. This guy be a part of something like that. You you call it a blessing. I, I had a few flashback nightmares. Stop playing I was having nightmares, especially when I just saw Mike, because it, it brought back a lot of bad memories, personally for myself. And I saw everyone out here ooing and on with him. He's no, already got no. Mark, your first choice um, is Steph Curry's run of six three-point shots in the All-Star game of 2022. I personally don't think that as been a sportsman ever in anything has made their sport look so effortless, if that makes sense. Like Usain Bolt is like pretty close with his kind of the way he treats 100 metres, but you can see with his body and there's a lot of work that goes into that. Steph Curry looks like he's got some cheat code on a computer game that no one else yeah. has got. Um, yeah. So wh- why did you choose that video, mate? Well, that was that was on my sort of algorithms thing because of that All Star game being fairly recently, mm. and so I had been watching a lot of stuff like that. And lots. So there's a lot of good videos of him doing. He, uh, for a few years, he was quite famous for like trick shots. He'd come out and do like in his in the warm up. He'd appear out on like the in the uh, in the stands. Yeah. On the raked seat in and he'd be throwing balls from like out in the stands and they'd go in and then he'd kind of like wave and just walk off mm-hmm. um and there's quite a good video a compilation of things like that i think 16 in the end in that, in that all-star game wow. he made mental in it um which obviously it's an all-star game so it's, yeah it's, it's done at half pace yeah but um i mean he's uh, his, his stats in in that sort of shooting are, are pretty amazing anyway. So that was just a was a chance for him to just kind of take it up a notch with the real. But the the way he was throwing them up, I think I said to you, like it just hasn't got a lot of shooters of, of that sort of long range shooting. You could almost if, if someone like uh, silhouetted them, yeah, 
and then you'd be able to say, oh, that's you'd be able to kind of watch their their style because mm. it's the same every time. He's just like one one minute he's doing it off one jumping up off one foot, mm. then he's doing it whilst walking. I listened to one where someone said that there's there's three types. I think there's ones that do it on the run, yeah, or, or on the move. There's ones that sort of receive it in a standing still position. You know, there's different. And apparently, the, the the opinion is that he just does all all three of the different ways of shooting threes, like. Um, himself yeah i just i I just find it mesmerizing to watch yeah and people will know the term like swish as well Mm. uh, people that sort of don't but none of them are ugly none of them are rattlers none of them kind of bouncing or or or, or like hit the ring and bounce up and then dropping all of them are just like Mm. just net 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 and it's just yeah it doesn't seem doesn't seem real some of it and just and it's it's strange because i like one of the the reason i like that clip in particular one of the people commentating is reggie miller who's like aside from michael jordan reggie miller's like my sort of favorite player of all time because i think when i was younger and getting into basketball i sort of realized that you you could at least do what they could do i.e shoot three pointers like watching michael jordan younger is just like watching superman you're like well that's that's physically impossible Mm. Yeah, but I can I can pick up a basketball and, and attempt a three point shot and it might go in. Yeah, so you can at least you can at least kind of replicate and copy what they do to be able to then you know do the classic kid thing of like you know commentating on yourself and pretending you've just like scored yeah. a, a winning three pointer <laughs> in a big, big game. But yeah, yeah, so Reggie Miller. So sh- I've always liked shooters, um, and then obviously like Curry came along uh, a few years ago, and he's like. I don't know, he's like really close. He's never in that conversation that Jordan, no. LeBron, James, Co. Bryant are in. But he, he's he's won three titles. Yeah, they are they're in the mix this year, and the reason they weren't in the mix the last two years is because he broke his wrist. Right. And if he hadn't broke his wrist in the last two years, they, he might he might be on four or five already. Yeah, because he's sort of like the the record holder now, isn't he? Of most three point shots and kind of most points scored almost. And yeah, he, of, yeah. Like time. Saying, I think you were saying before, like the game of basketball has changed now where they're more concentrating on three point shots than they are yeah. like point guards. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've not got near the knowledge that you have on this, but like, like I said, it's just so effortless and it's from range as well. Like it's, yeah. if you try and throw a basketball half court, I'd have to do a football throw in or over yeah. a, a sling over the shoulder, but he's just like, just putting it up in the air. And like you say, swish, another three points and the amount of I think there's I've watched the compilation through your kind of you send me videos and my algorithms change and stuff where he all his shots from half court like buzzer beaters yeah. and things where they just like they have two on him at times and he still finds he can throw I think <laughs> like if if Zoe was trying to stop me Zoe's a little bit shorter than me tried to stop me from throwing a basketball into a hoop like she wouldn't have to do too much because I'd probably miss anyway but if she put, stood in front of me with her hand up I would still have, be working too hard to get around that to make it a good yeah. shot. And then he has two people on him and then it's still making these ridiculous shots from all angles. Um, but is it through a natural talent or has he had to, what's his kind of story? Has he had to work, 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 work to get to that level of that? Well, he's a, he's the, he is the son of an NBA player. Yeah, okay. His dad was in the NBA. So I suppose he would have been one of those people who would have... Some people look at that and say, oh, he would have had doors open for him. Yeah. But then a, a lot of people sort of in the know say it's actually harder sometimes because you're judged more harshly. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's, there's got to be a little bit of 
um, natural. Like mm. I think if if there was some scientific study done of his hand eye, they yeah. would find that it's better than the average of it. Yeah, I've seen um, him play. I've seen him play golf, and he's an amazing golfer as well. It makes me yeah. absolutely sick. <laughs> they um, I didn't. I've not seen it yet. But on the distant pod, I'm a little bit behind with those. So a good few mm. weeks ago, they apparently picked up a clip of like Red Bull doing some study on Trent Alexander Arnold's vision. Okay. And, and apparently the, the stats did prove that he had way, 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 way better vision than like not just the average, but, you know, wow. most yeah. sports people. So I think he would, I'm sure there would be something about his his hand-eye coordination and his, um, yeah. it's, I suppose it's depth perception, isn't it? When you're yeah. shooting basketball like that, like knowing how far away something is. Yeah, it, like muscle memory obviously takes over and kind of these, these things, but it's not from the same spot. And like you say, three different types of shot. And he's just, just it's like, it's ridiculous. The, la- the, the lack of effort it looks like he's putting in. I, I'm kind of quite up on my basketball stuff now. You know, I know the big players are <laughs> kind of thing. and But I couldn't, like, I don't know tactically what, what's going on or yeah. things like that. Uh, um and a lot of it, I just like what I, I think I watched a 20 minute compilation of the best of inside the NBA today, where yeah. <laughs> we're basically Charles Barkley abusing women from different states, <laughs> <laughs> which we've covered before on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the joke he uh, told today? Oh, why should you, why don't you need to buy your wife a watch? Because there's a clock on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's on national telly saying this stuff. You just can't yeah. do it. But yeah, um, yeah. I've I've kind of got into back into basketball uh, through you a little bit, I suppose. But I I don't like look out for results. I'll I quite happily watch the, the three point contest, but I wouldn't watch you know a seasoned game. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's they, uh, they they can be hard work. I think when it comes, a lot of people who are not massive basketball fans, and it's hard to argue, a lot of the time have said yeah. the first three quarters are pointless. It's, yeah. it's the last one. And, and I can see why people who don't watch it would sort of would say that. Yeah. Um, I went to see the Brooklyn Nets versus the Dallas Mavericks, I want to say. And I've lost interest throughout kind of thing because it was one end to end to end to end to end. I couldn't see any tactics to it. It was just kind of you have a go and try. And then we'll go and have a try. And then, we'll how just... long ago was that? Did you were you kind? Of, did you see anybody who would be considered like a kind of household name then? No, um, but um, is it Jason Kidd was the yeah. manager of the Nets? So that was yeah. kind of he was my point of reference. Oh, I've heard of him, but yeah. uh, no. And I've seen the Knicks play with um, um, Stodemeyer, who was All right. quite good. And there, there's an yeah. um, a American Asian player. Is it Jeremy Lin or something like that? Who's they yeah. making a big deal of? Um, but yeah, I'd, like with football, you can, I, you know, the kind of ins and outs of how they play and, you know, what you can see oh, what they're trying to do here or where they're trying to press in certain places. But I, th- I thought basketball was kind of, you've kind of thrown it to their best player. He was having a go, <laughs> throw it to their yeah. other best player. He was going up the other end and having a go. And then like, okay, after five minutes, after two goes, it's two all. Now it's six, two, because that guy's missed twice. And, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it, but then I think that's because I've got a rudimental understanding of it more than anything. Mm. That's why I don't I don't like rugby. I still don't like rugby. I don't because I'm not trying to understand it. I still don't know. Sometimes they kick the ball out of play, and people around me were cheering. And sometimes they bought, the bloke did the same thing. I thought, and they weren't happy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did yeah. <laughs> and the, like the biggest cheers were almost when the referee blew a whistle and then pointed for a team to have a penalty. Like. 
the people going, yeah, get in there. Like, and I think Wales were very, like, knew they were going to lose. This is of course, sorry, I watched Wales England the other day. Knew they were going to lose, but they were still right up for it. A lot of Welsh shirts, a lot of kind of cheering and stuff. And I was kind of happy to be around them. I didn't care. At one point, I put on the Man City game on my phone and watched that. Harry knocked out of the FA Cup by Middlesbrough. Another trophyless season. Was this a massive shock? Yeah, obviously. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting a big shock tonight, weren't they? Um, and they didn't get one because Middlesbrough won. Um, and uh, I'm gutted uh, to go out the FA Cup, but I'm even more gutted to, to not get the three points. Uh, we really needed them in a race for the top four. Yeah, obviously. Let's be honest, Harry, what a fantastic result for Middlesbrough. Yeah, fair play to Borough Middles, uh, they did well. And, um, you know, in the tunnel, they were jumping up and down and drinking champagne and kissing and hugging each other, celebrating getting into the quarterfinals. Um, the weird thing was that was before the game. Uh, but you can't blame them. They knew we'd crumble. Yeah, obviously, we always crumble. Conte crumbles, we all crumble. Yeah, obviously, typical Spursy. And do you feel sorry for Antonio Conte with the current situation, Harry? Uh, Mr Conte's got the best job in the world, yeah, obviously. Um, if we win, Mr Conte's a genius and we don't deserve him. If we lose, it's all Daniel Levy's fault. Mr Conte's a genius and we don't deserve him. And he gets paid millions for it. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah, obviously, dream job. Can you confirm reports that Antonio Conte has threatened to leave for the 43rd time this week? Yeah, Mr Conte is, uh, you know, typically threatened to leave again. Uh, he's just came into the dressing room then and said he's going to a much bigger club uh, with a much bigger transfer budget and more chance of success. So I think he'll do well at St Mirren. I really do. Yeah, obviously, no trophies again. Uh, right, so that's uh, Darren Farley, who's a impressionist of uh, footballers. Have you, um, I, I think I said to you earlier, here's Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. Uh, have you heard that ever? Yeah, I'm sure I have. I think this is him. <laughs> I'll just play, I just like the first little bit of Stephen Gerrard. I have one nil the at home to Watford. What do you think went wrong to die? Of course. Hello. <laughs> I, uh, I was just going to say to you, like, just before that one, even off the back of the Harry Kane, what I like about this guy mm. is um i like like good accurate impressions are good yeah but i also like it when people sort of do their own little thing about it which kind of starts to yeah. make it silly as well so yeah um, like that uh you know the mimic that we did on the, yes. the underrated sitcoms terry uh, minor, terry minor. Yeah. he said that he got sort of told off a few times because he went to do like morgan freeman Right things, <clears throat> and they like they like cut after he'd been talking for a couple of minutes and say you don't, you don't sound like him. It was like yeah, but I I'm I'm doing a kind of an impression, but it's a little bit of a, a comedy impression for the purposes of like a yeah. funny sketch that I'm doing, mm. and I, I I like it. And yeah, like the the yeah obviously bit. It's he's <laughs> <laughs> he moves away from wanting to sound like him, and he's just trying to yeah like laugh. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, and then, you know, he's in a, a Spurs shirt there, which is made of his own making with, yeah, obviously, yeah. sponsored by Empty Cabinets. And uh, my, my friend, um, oh, you met Sean Rainforth, actually. He sent it yeah. to me and I watched it and um, I've watched it several times. I thought it was really, really funny. And it's not because I'm an Arsenal fan and I think that's funny because, Spurs, you know, it's the Spurs and they're big, obvious jokes about Spurs, very broad jokes about Spurs, aren't they? Yeah. Like, but then, like, the, I think the impression that's made made me really laugh at it. And I just, every time he says, yeah, obviously, you know, it makes me laugh again. And, yeah. you know, to talk about, like, the Middlesbrough players are celebrating before the game. Yeah, obviously, Spursy, obviously. <laughs> <It> just, 
it's just every time I think it's good. I think a lot of them are really good. Uh, he does, but like him, um, Agent Rafa. So Rafa Benitez is like the manager of Everton, but he's still got a Liverpool cap and just under his like Everton hat, you can see and stuff. And he, uh, he's good. He, like I said, he was on Soccer AM quite a bit, and um, I think they've gone elsewhere for their impressionists now. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he's on uh, Twitter quite a bit and a, a lot of stuff on YouTube. And I think that is Harry Kane. Uh, like you say, it's like a comedy impression of Harry Kane. Harry Kane yeah. doesn't particularly sound like that. Um, but yeah, Darren, Far- Darren, Darren Farley is a, a well watchable person on YouTube. And that was one of the videos that I sent this week. And uh, what I care about Spurs winning stuff or losing stuff or going out of the cup. I, I think a lot of people on Twitter were going, like having a go at Spurs, like losing to Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. I just think we, you know, Arsenal went out to Nottingham Forest in the previous round. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you doing that? <laughs> Will it wait even longer than that? Like, if, even if yeah. that hadn't happened, you, you, you sort of know that at some point, it's, it's not very often that someone can sort of sit there taking the piss in football, knowing that they're not going to get it back later. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes not very long later. And it's done like, it massively swings around about them. But people who get overly upset, I'm just, I am so far from like 2000s, how much I cared about Arsenal to now, how much I care about Arsenal. I missed a lot of the game yesterday, which was on telly. I had it on, <laughs> but I got um, Zoe a bike and I was very happy watching her ride it, ride it about and like all, all happy and smiley like a little kid. I've, I was, and I, I just watched the highlights on YouTube a bit later. Because <laughs> like, um, uh, my friend, good friend Ross, he's a massive Spurs fan, goes every game home and away and, you know, the day of the North London derby, he will send me something like, I hate you for 90 minutes or something like that. I just think, yeah, like, no. Like, I used to be so up for the North London derby. I'd make sure I'd be going to the 12 pins and, you know, had to be certain places, certain socks I'll have to wear that day because we won last time and think, uh, you know, I've had some great memories of watching Arsenal beat Tottenham. Uh, and I don't yeah. think I've ever been to a game where Spurs have beat Arsenal, which is good as well. So I'm happy to stop. <laughs> I'm done. I'll fire. Yeah, I'll fire. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I I think I'm at an age now where I don't care about um, like I've I've almost d- disappointed the people who who care that much about it. But then I don't know why because I was like that. <laughs> yeah, I, like most things, <clears throat> social media has changed it a little bit because the whole the whole thing about supposed to um, you know supposed to despise your rivals. Yeah. Social media has kind of shone a light on Arsenal fans that I dislike more than the fans of any other yeah. <laughs> yeah. team. And it's, so it's really hard because you just think to yourself, well, like I was happy when Borough won that the other night, but that was because someone I was at uni with who's a big Borough fan and a, yeah. like a genuine, like big, big follower, you know, has always stuck with him and all the rest of it. And I knew he was there. So yeah. I was thinking, oh, that's, that's, that's a good reason for him to win. For, for them to win it wasn't it wasn't because of an Arsenal Spurs rivalry really because yeah. like you said I just think to myself well you know if they would have gone through against Borough mm. would they have won the cup I doubt it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, like they're 5-0 up now I couldn't care less <laughs> no <laughs> just um, I've kind of I'm happy for Spurs to be winning because I know my mate Ross will be happy and as much as I want Arsenal to loop uh, Arsenal to win on against Tottenham and North London Derby Day. Um, cause just because I know he'll be on my case. <laughs> but yeah. I, like, I, like, I like the fact they're 5-0 up now because I like the fact that he'll be happy, if you know what I mean. And, uh, yeah. just, I think it's, 
like a lot better way of looking at it. Yeah, I think England are a different kettle of fish. I think I really want England to win, but I've got no interest in like. Um, I was thinking of going to um, Qatar for the World Cup, and I spoke to CJ, who lives in Dubai, and I was going to go to Dubai and then travel over. But the flights from Dubai to Qatar during the World Cup are just one way, are like close to two thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, and like that's I, that's probably more than I wanted to spend in total. And I haven't got yeah. to Dubai. I haven't got a ticket. I haven't had any food. I haven't slept. I'm lucky enough in a position now where I've got I've got some mo- some money in my bank account, and I'm not living month to month yeah. anymore. And I've kind of got some money together and think, oh, that could be a nice thing I could do with that money. And now I'm just like, well, now I don't really know what to do with that money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't want to kind of I want I, I like to invest in memories, and not stuff. If so I'd rather go on holiday than I would buy a brand new set of golf clubs, you know, or a oh, car, yeah. or a, a brand new car that I pay for outright or monthly. I'd rather still buy secondhand cars, run them into the ground, and buy another second. Yeah, tickets. Yeah, tickets to go and see things and and trips to go places are definitely preferable yeah. to me. I, I I still don't. But my most lavish expenses on clothes are old. Yeah, silly things, you know, that that are just that I sort of find from that I remember from when I was younger, like I very rarely buy anything sort of, you know, yeah. design or brand name. Cause I just think to myself, like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll wear it a few times and I won't like it anymore. Yeah. We, um, we bought lot lottery tickets and you know, like you have a chat with your partner, don't you? What you do with that money. Yeah. And I was kind of like, Oh, we could do this. We could do this. We'll go live in New York. We'll go travel up. We'll travel the world watching big sporting events. You know, we'll go see the eight wonders of the world or, you know, is it eight or seven? <laughs> I know there's two. Yeah, there's two there. yeah. Uh, and and then Zoe said, um, "Yeah, but what about the cats?" And you're like, "Oh fuck, yeah. Well, well we'll probably just live here then. <laughs> we'll probably get slightly more takeaways." <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you ever have those discussions with Emma? Do you think if you won a lottery? Uh, yeah, you Emma. Emma likes um, the slightly different version of it, but like if we ever go on holiday anywhere. Mm. Like, like before Dolly was born, and then sort yeah. of since, and he's going to go anywhere. Emma does this thing where she sort of says, "Oh, if we, if we came and lived here, I'd do that. That would be my job. You, okay, you do that, yeah. But not, yeah. The the lottery thing. The one, the one thing I've always said is that I wouldn't be one of those. Oh, I'd, I'd still go back to work. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. something to, <laughs> to, to occupy my time. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, I would find yeah. a work that I could do at my own pace. Not, yeah. I, I have never understood that. Oh, I'd still go to work. I think you must have a like a, a job that you can. I don't know. I don't know anyone who wouldn't go back to work. I think work's the worst part of your life, and it's something you yeah. do the most of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. Um, I I really care for the people I care for. You know, I want them to do well. I want them to thrive. I want them to have a great life. But I'd probably not go to work again if I won the lottery. Let's now come to the purpose of your no. visit. I mean, the purpose of our I, visit, sir. I, it is, uh, up until now, I think it was Billy Connolly who held the record for talking longest without a question prompting it. Uh, yeah. I, think, uh, I mean, I... And, and, and knowing, just a stimulus, sir. And knowing that the two of you are great friends, I wonder who stops talking first. Oh, it's difficult to know, you know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Once you get up there and there are people playing dead cats, you can't stop. <laughs> For me, I get up there with him and it's wild because he's just, he just goes. He'll tell you stories about, do you do it? Yeah, right. 
And once I get off the plane in Scotland, I need subtitles. It's very hard. Rub it here, there, I can hear. What? That's how they can invent golf. <laughs> oh, they can have a couple of Guinness, and then the next thing you know, what's here's my idea for a sport. I knock a ball into a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like pool? No, forget pool. That was a straight stick. A little broken stick. I whack a ball into a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like croquet? Ah, no, not croquet. That's a pussy sport. I put the hole hundreds of yards away. Oh, kind of like a bowling alley. Oh, no way. I push it in the way. I put stuff in the way like trees and bushes. So you whack the ball, and you're sitting there whacking away, and you feel like you're going to have a stroke. That's what we'll call it, because every time you hit the ball, you think you're going to die. And right near the end, they'll put a nice flat bit with a tiny flag to give you hope. And they'll put a pool and a sandbox to grab your ball. Do you do this one time? Oh, no, 18 damn times! <laughs> Right, so that is uh, Robin Williams on uh, Parkinson uh, explaining, <laughs> deep diving into how golf was invented. And I know I say this a lot, but the force of nature that is Robin Williams on chat shows yeah. is out of this world. There's no one like him at all, is there? No. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And yeah. he's, he's, he's gone. And I think he's got some kind of stand-up bits about golf and he's luckily enough been that's been brought into the conversation, and then yeah. he's got gone on one of his stand-up rants, and it's amazing. And like I've, I watch a lot of golf videos at the moment, and um, that came up, and I watched it, and I thought, yeah, that's a fairly decent description of a, of a game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> Just like when he says, "No, no, no, I'll put shit in the way," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I like those kind of things. If you really deep dive into anything, and you just kind of like like go into like the minutiae of like, oh, right, we're going to have a hole over there. We're going to have this in the way. Like, it is a stupid sport, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that famous old question of who was the first person to ever look at a cow and go, see those things at the bottom? I'm going to pull on them, and then I'm going to drink whatever comes out of it. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. And, yeah, Robin Williams, um, I think if you look at his stand-up and on chat shows, rather than look at his lot of his movies, he's, uh, like, one of the best ever, if not the best ever, isn't he? Yeah, his um, his films though, like um, in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, it's amazing to think that someone can do that and then also yeah. do like um, what was the like Patch Adams or yeah, or, Flubber. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Flubber. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose he's not alone like that, is he? Like you know. I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol involved in his life, wasn't there? Yeah. Like, around that time that he's on Parkinson and before. And uh, when he tells stories about him going out with Peter Cook, I think he told this story where he woke up in bed with a, a single a child's glove and going, how the fuck did that get it? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> what, what have I done? Like, you know, the dread and the kind of all comes pouring into you. And, um, yeah, he's like, yeah, unfortunately, it's the like the, the tears of a clown isn't it like no one knew what was really going on in his life apart from people closest to him and then an unstoppable train that wasn't stopped and he's sadly no longer with us and it's mad to think the talent he had like when you talk about goodwill hunting 
you look at films like Insomnia, a one-hour photo where he played, or um, even Good Morning Vietnam, where he's like playing serious roles. He's incredibly talented at doing that, mm. as well as how good is he in Mork and Mindy or Mrs. Doubtfire or, or yeah. Flubber? You know, he just it's such a, a, a vast. Like, is there anyone with a more broader canon of work than Robin Williams? That is a yeah. big question. I don't think yeah. there's many comedians who've gone straight who are as be- as good as him. That's a, a very big question. I can't think of many yeah. comedians that have done serious roles and have been... I think, and, no, I'll and, tell you what I did, what I have heard a few times, and it's been so long since I've seen the film that I wouldn't be able to vouch for it personally, but um, mm. um, I've heard a couple of times recently on things that I've listened to about how good John Candy was in um, JFK. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but I, when I heard it mentioned, I was like, oh, I've, I probably saw that film when it came out and not mm. since. So I, I might not remember that well enough, but that'd be, I'd, I'd be interested to watch that again and sort of see, see yeah. that. Cause that, I, I always like it when, and I'm, but I think I've said before, and I'm never surprised when a, a good comedy yeah. actor delivers a good other performance. Cause it's hard to be funny for actors like mm. comedy hard to do so it's not not a surprise when they um yeah a lot of, a lot of the itv dramas now are using comedians in serious roles like ashley b yeah. like Lenny yeah. henry dawn french like all these people who you know are going both ways with this stuff but on not on like motion picture level is there i know like no, um like... andrew dice clay do you know him yeah and like one of the worst i like not my taste in comedy at all no. like i think one of his Famous stand routine, stand up routines. He did like nursery rhymes, but like hickory dickory duck, three broads were sucking my, you know, like that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. And now he's in, uh, he's in Pam and Tommy at the moment, which is on Disney Plus, which is actually really yeah. good if you've seen any of that. No, um, I've seen it kind of the, yeah. the, when it got released a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually quite interesting. Well done, well made. And um, he was in another kind of gangster film. Was it? It might have been The Irishman. And he has he does some serious acting with um, Louis C.K., who goes serious in a Woody Allen movie. And then I thought, oh, he's actually, you know, he's still him. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he's not putting on an accent or anything. But he's, uh, yeah, I thought he was all right. But from, I don't know, I don't think there's anyone else, you know, no. that's gone from such such severe comedy to such serious roles. I think he's brilliant. And long, long will he be uh, lost and forgotten. Uh, that doesn't make sense, does it? Long will he be missed? Is what you should say. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the um, Robin Williams is missing the um, World Series game story bit in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I think it was very close to being a clip that I picked in one of our kind of you know just our non non not the specific hmm. like we've done we've done action movies, eighties movies, just general yeah f- films. Um, that was very close to being the clip that I picked in there because I think I said to you before I just love love sports films as you do. Yeah, although Goodwill Hunting isn't a sports film, that bit mm. is very sporty because they use they cut like footage of the actual game that they're so, describing um, into it, don't they? Mookie Betts, is that it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I'm yeah. not a baseball fan at all, but I know that name because of that film. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love that bit. Yeah, I like, I, I, it's, I like it's, it's one of those one of those ones that I've watched like multiple times mm. on YouTube. And if I think if it within reason. Obviously, like driving or whatever, it wouldn't be the case. But if that pops into my head, yeah, I, I, 
like I'll, I'll watch it before I go to bed tonight. Now, like talking about yeah. it like now is enough for me to be like I'm going to watch that. That um that Al Pacino <laughs> speech in Any Given Sunday. Yeah. The music in the background. Can you kind of hear it in your head? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's currently it's currently being used on like a Deliveroo advert or something. Oh on really? The TV. It's done every now and again. That's sad. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I thought. It's just that's that's too yeah. different. Like that that music needs to be just for that. Al Pacino bit and nothing else. Yeah, um, it's I don't I don't think it's delivery, but it's some sort of food delivery thing. Yeah, and it's just like nah. It's um unfortunately the kind of culture we're in. There's a, a massive bastardization of anything that's good. So yeah, <laughs> like uh, it's like if you look back kind of in the sixties, the William Tell overture, a lot of people <laughs> will stand up and shout "Hi ho, silver and away." Like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing uh, like, and um, yeah a lot of stuff has been taken and there was um, uh, I don't know I think it was I'm driving home from work Scott Mills played a song from the film Marry Me okay have you heard of this yeah. film Marry Me oh it's new it's the terrible yeah. looking Owen Wilson Jennifer yes. Lopez one. Jennifer yeah. Lopez is supposed to marry her singer boyfriend and they're going to do it on stage in front of loads of people and then she finds out he's cheated on him he's cheated on her with his her assistant and she decides to marry Owen Wilson who's in the crowd holding a marry me sign from his friend okay I heard the description of this film and thought to myself I will like this movie (laughs) (laughs) I think there's something seriously wrong with me I thought I would like to know how this pans out I want to know what happens and a lot of time I don't do that like with horror films if a horror film's getting quite popular I'll just look it up on Wikipedia and read what happens. Like, just because I don't want to watch that horror film. Um, But with (laughs) Marry Me, I thought, I I know I'll like that. Like, I know, like, Notting Hill. I really like Notting Hill. I watched Notting Hill today. (laughs) 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 That's a funny enough film for me to watch. I didn't want to go for something new. Um, So, yeah, Marry Me, I thought, I will genuinely watch and like that because I want to know how he integrates into a famous person's life. And yeah, um, do you want to guess what happens? Do so you, they... know the, do you, you know the beginning. Do you want to guess the middle and the end? Do you want to? You can do it in either order. So I'm guessing the, the like the beginning is the bit I've seen in the trailer where it actually yeah. happens where he says yes to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess usually in things like that, the kind of middle act is it not working, and then it ends up working at the end. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> You could write the next movie for Jennifer Lopez. In fact, maybe. Well, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez uh, back together again, hot on the heels of Anaconda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. I might, um, like, I think set, we'll we'll set a challenge for our next podcast. We'll both come up with an idea for Jennifer Lopez's next movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to follow this. Yeah, it's got to follow the yeah. <laughs> so Jennifer Lopez. And a plumber comes in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're both. And it's got to follow the same Jennifer Lopez principles of movies. Okay. I know that Biggie and Puffy are here tonight. Um, did you see them? Do you have anything to say to them at all? Nah, but if we even if we saw them, we not we are businessmen. We are not animals. It's not like we're gonna see them and rush them and jump on them. If they they see us and they want drama, we're gonna definitely bring it like only Devro could bring it. But we here as businessmen to enjoy and, 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 and support the and video, support music, the video awards. music awards for MTV because they support us. So if they want to come and use this business opportunity to get on some gangster, 
you know, we do that better than anybody. Can you envision a day when, you know, y'all, if not, get together and make an album, just peace, peacefully coexist? There's or? no dream of making an album with Biggie and Puffy or none of them. We're not sweating it like that. This is our we, family We peacefully here. coexist right That's now because right. we all cool. Everybody's here. Everybody's, they make, they sell records. We sell records. Well, I guess you could call that selling records, what they do. We sell large amounts of records, and they sell a few records, and really there's no, there's no competition. People are really making too much out of it than it is. Okay, through your algorithms, Mark, we have that video of Tupac and Snoop Dogg on Biggie and Puff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the 1996 VMAs at the MTV Awards. Um, so um, why have you chose that? That was probably on there because off the back of, I think I went down a little Snoop Dogg wormhole a couple of weeks ago after that okay. Super Bowl, yeah. after the Super Bowl halftime. I, I've, I've watched and read so many things about like Death Row and Tupac. Yeah. There's just still so much more though to, to to have like the fact that they're still unsolved essentially. Yeah, those those yeah, murders yeah. is 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 insane, and I just like people now whoever the kind of current versions like Kendrick Lamar and Drake and like people in recent years. Yeah, I think if you told people now, like teenagers in this country who sort of follow them, that the the, the two biggest rap stars in the world within a few years of each other are going to be both murdered yeah and that it would be linked to that it would just seem unreal yeah it it happened and it, it's just crazy that there's just that much stuff out there like i've watched you know films documentaries read books yeah proper like um nick i can't remember his name nick someone a bit of a louis through style investigative journalist has done yeah. a couple of really things where he's got, gone into prison and in, interviewed Suge Knight and all this sort of stuff. All that level of stuff has all been done, countless times and books mm. written. And it's, but st still, you know, yeah. still unarmed. In that, in that clip, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, it's a safe bet that Snoop is stoned because I think he <laughs> just always. So he's just kind of sitting there, like, really po faced. He yeah. has never looked more like a dog yeah. <laughs> than he does. Yeah. Because he's wearing a hat, he looks like he could be in that photo of the dogs playing snooker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I saw it in a different way. I think I looked like Snoop was just completely fed up of being asked about these kind of things, and like yeah. Tupac feels like he should still answer the questions, but like Snoop Dogg probably is out of his nut, <laughs> but yeah. couldn't be bothered to even get involved, really, could he? No, but like Tupac, I just think if he was still alive now, I. I without being too serious i i think we um obviously talented musicians and rappers that him and, and biggie yeah. were killed in the way they were i think biggie would have obviously gone on to be like a an absolute sort of you know record-breaking seller yeah. of records but i think in tupac i i just still feel like like the world was robbed of someone who would have just been such a massive like yeah. cultural icon yeah just the way could make decent ethical changes to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was, he, um, if you look at early clips of him, he was so sort of thoughtful and the things that he said, and because obviously because mm. of his mum, because yeah. his mum was a Black Panther. So he, he had that sort of, you know, political thing inside him. He, yeah. he, he sort of just got uh, like Suge Knight and Death Row, mm. just turned him into something that he wasn't. He, yeah. he just got sort of like roped into that sort of gangster lifestyle and it, it sort of suited him being quite yeah. aggressive 
maybe a bit and, of um, yeah, it was what done him in basically but he, it wasn't doesn't seem like what he was meant to be like his early there was good sort of early acting performances that juice film that i said to you that yeah. i watched a while he was he was good in that hmm. um and uh yeah yeah just more much more to offer yeah um i watched that um program you said to me i said the inside comedy um guy so i watched a few of them yeah um, where and um like what you're saying there i think chris rock kind of touched on it where he could talk about politics like he enjoys talking about politics and social change and things and but that my voice wouldn't get to people of arenas because if i yeah. find, like political comedians will say well play in a room and there'll be 10 people kind of there agreeing and agreeing with them but you know, I want to sell out arenas so I can make these comments. So I have to do jokes about people fucking. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I think like Tupac was kind of like turned into like a hit factory, wasn't he? Of like, like okay, we need another song. We need another song rather than right. Let's concentrate on like what you actually want to do. If that makes sense. Um, I think uh, you know us two, born and bred in Wellington City and Hatfield. <laughs> We are right in the in the right place to talk about East Coast West Coast rappers. <laughs> um, I think yeah. it wasn't till really like Mo Money Mo Problems that I quite liked either of them. You know, uh, I kind of liked quite soft. I liked De La Soul. I liked uh, yeah you know, that kind of that kind of movie. I Jurassic Five. I liked kind of that, that kind of but yeah. um, the Beastie Boys. And I didn't really ever get into the East Coast West Coast rappers until kind of later life. And now I'm you know pretty much obsessed with it <laughs> i've got a lot of vinyl that i've kind of like turned up and i think it's kind of nice to sit down and listen to a record but then you know there's a lot of the m word in it and stuff <laughs> just kind of yeah you know kind of like as a living in the little village that i do like listening to that with it playing i just feel like almost bad that it's can people other people can hear it if that makes sense yeah i don't like i i don't listen i'm interested in the world that they were in at the time yeah uh, I, I very rarely listen to that kind of 90s gangster rap anymore because of that because it is a little bit it's a little bit cringeworthy i think deep down they probably be a little bit embarrassed by it as well yeah. now like if you look at someone like dr dre in recent years mm. he, he he would probably say something along the lines of you know i'm never gonna um, forget where I'm from and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the actual the actual lyrics and the things that he was saying, I think he probably would. I'm sure he would be a little bit embarrassed about mm. the things that he said now and and done. Yeah. And um, he's he's just a he's a megastar. He's a yeah, uh, uh, just a mm. like a genius, isn't he? Really, yeah. if you look at stuff that he's done, I think him and Jay Z and people like that in that that industry to last as long as they have. Yes. Yeah believable because it does feel like more than any other mm -hmm. it feels like a kind of industry where you need to like you don't last long because you become old yeah. and past it and you're a granddad yeah. very quickly but then you know, for them people had to still be cool and still be relevant yeah. and current and people still sort of idolizing them it's mad really yeah and what uh, could you name the rapper that sold the most uh albums not vanilla ice is it no it's um will smith <laughs> You know, it's, uh, just, it's like almost sad of the talent that the, some some of these people have, and then they're kind of done by commercial hip hop. Yeah, and like Vanilla Ice is probably close, <laughs> <laughs> like Salt and Pepper in the top ten. I like Salt and Pepper, don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I know. Like you said, that that De La Soul, that's that that 
I find myself more. If I listen to that sort of music now, that's yeah. kind of where I go. Is that that kind of thing? Because yeah, it's just yeah. you know, it's not going to be troubling mm. the things that they're saying. I really like Arrested Development. I like Mr. Wendell. Yeah. I like <laughs> like uh, uh, I, well, I like early Outcast stuff. I like uh, I'm well into my yeah. I bought an Avalanche's album. Have you heard of the Avalanche? I've heard the name before. I so don't that, know um, Frontier Psychiatrist. You know that. Um, front, uh, I'm not going to. Uh, I will sing it. <laughs> uh, it's got a lot. It's got clipped from loads of TV programs. Frontier Psychiatrist. What does that mean? That boy needs therapy. Cycles the mode. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Them. I bought. I bought the album because I really liked it when I was a kid. I think Chris Lorimer put me onto it. I thought when I was like 18, 19, I thought they're really, really good. And I bought the album, and that is the only good song on it. <laughs> Just listen to that song. But yeah, because um, uh, Zoe does um, obviously music teaching to schools, uh, to her school. And then she's had to write into her syllabuses and things now about like grime music and drill mm. music. And so she said to me, like, who are the biggest like grime artists that you like? So I kind of said a couple like I like I like Wiley, I like I like Stormzy. Um, uh, and she goes, right, so I need to play a Stormzy song to my class. What's the kind of, but it can't have any swearing in it. I'm like, well, there, there aren't any. <laughs> so, no. uh, there's none without the N-word or swearing in it. So maybe this isn't a good topic. But it's tough to kind of educate people about these things, like the, like how grime came about and what's that, without showing examples of that music. It seems mad, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it's I, I don't I don't dislike grime. I'm just I'm not you know like we have said before mm. on here. I'm not I'm not um, current enough with stuff. I'm aware of it, but I don't. Yeah, I, I've not listened. I've not listened to any kind of Stormzy grime music of of anything that that hasn't been sort of played to yeah. me. Like I've just happened upon it on the radio. I've never kind of gone and downloaded an album. I mm. saw I I only knew who Dave was because he was in Top Boy. Yeah um which was really good yeah good uh, but it's I, I i like the fact that, that that finally the uk has found something that that yeah. is that it bears <laughs> rather than because this this like uk rappers copy and american rappers was was never no. any good was it? it didn't work no and no. like if um like to be an english rapper rapping about what you know we got things like the goldie looking chain <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's almost like parody rap but then you, uh, but if like People at the moment, like say RD, right? You probably heard a couple of songs on the radio. I think one of them's Oliver Twist. One of them's something about Say My Name is in it. Say My Name, Say My Name, like that. Um, if he was murdered and so was Central C, for example, okay, were murdered and that that would be solved, I think. <laughs> just I don't <laughs> understand it. Oh. He's still like, yeah. no one knows what happened. I just think it's absolutely mental. Please subscribe to us at youtubereviewpodcast.blogspot.com or see us on Twitter at RockleRussell1.